you are listening to Their Story Outdoor Podcast, where you will hear stories about people's experiences in the outdoor world. Some stories are about pursuing wildlife, and some are about being part of the outdoor industry. Either way, I hope you learn something to help you with your story. Today's episode is brought to you by HBC Company. For all of your food plot needs, it's all about fresh seed. Find HBC Company on the web at www.hornybuckseed.com. Welcome to Their Story Outdoors. Today I'm going to make a trip up to Pound, Wisconsin, and we're going to speak with Doug Estrava. Doug is the owner-operator of HBC Company, and he's going to give us the history uh, behind Doug and HBC Company. So sit back and enjoy. Doug, thanks for coming on to the podcast. We really appreciate it. I am looking forward to it. Doug, could you tell us uh, the story behind Horny Buck Seed? How much time you got? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's kind of a long story, but I will try to make it as short as I possibly can. Um, many years ago, I owned a landscaping business. I'm a third generation farmer. Still live on the same farm that my grandparents built back in the early 1920s. Um, we ended up uh, taking over the farm. Uh, Allison and I is right when we got married. Um, at the time, it wasn't really what you call a working farm. It was just a farm. Um, and then from there, we started, you know, having kids. Emily and Tyler were born, and uh, we started up. We had a landscaping business, and my first food plot started for customers, and it ended up because they would be weekend warriors, and they wanted to come up and see deer out their patio door. Okay. okay. Respectful. I understand it. So... Back in the day, you know, food plotting was pretty much non-existent um, in the mid-90s. You didn't hear too much of it. Uh, was it out there? Yes, but it was usually corn and beans or alfalfa, right? Sure. Because whatever the farmer grew, that's what you had. Well, as I started to do a little bit more research, as I started doing this, I found out, you know, clovers are great, you know, great attractant. You can mow them, you know, customer would like that. Instead of putting in a, a lawn, I would put in one area that would be just straight clover. I tell them, you know, mow it X amount high. The deer should be in it religiously eating it. You come and you want to have your coffee in the morning, you know, whatever. Watch your deer. And it was starting to go really good. So, well, of course, like anything in life, monkey see, monkey do, next one. So then all of a sudden I'm, I'm in a neighborhood of where there's a bunch of cabins that, you know, are, are basically, you know, people, weekend warrior cabins. And, um, you know, I, I go plant this guy's lawn, put a plot in the back for him. Well, then two neighbors over, all the deer that were by me are over by you now. And then, well, then Doug, could you come put a plot like he's got over there for Bob down the road? And well, so then it kind of started to take off. Well, then um, I started planting them here for hunting. I always planted them when I was in high school, um, but I didn't know, you know, it was, my dad said I was an idiot because why would you waste your seed? Because seed is expensive. Um, why would you, and I was growing carrots. You know? Okay. I mean, <laughs> You know, I was in high school, right? Right. What do you know? Um, but then I found out, well, you had to dig them up, you know, because um, they, you know, they were in the ground too embedded, you know. So sure. short story long, um, 
I found out what brassicas were, and then I started doing some research uh, when it was still YouTube before the Facebook days and before all social media days. Okay. Um, I did some research a little bit more on some people like in Canada and canola fields and how do deer love canola. And then I started looking at the brassicas, and then I understood what there was a difference in brassicas, which led to another direction. Well, before we even got into doing the food plots, this was still when I was doing landscaping, um, we sold our landscaping business and I started working for a, uh, it was basically a, uh, a store. Um, it was a store. What they would do is we would do, we were a, vet, we're a vendor rep company. Okay. Okay. So we'd go into um, all the fleet farms um, throughout and farm and fleets um, that were owned. Um, they would know there are different identities. Uh, we were working with the Mills brothers who own all the fleet farms. And um, I started helping out um the company that I was working for and just basically stocking shelves and facing shelves with our customer, which basically were all of the vendors that we would support. Um, we would make sure that their product got out of the back, got faced, got put out in the front of the store so people could buy it. And then we lived off of the percentage of their sales and that's okay. how it worked. Okay. Uh, well then before you know it, I ended up becoming a branch manager for, for the company and then I had to hire part-timers. So then I hired Allison, my wife, you know, and um, we had two kids and it worked out perfect. So I had, you know, she worked two days a week, three days a week. I worked, you know, five days a week. Uh, but it just worked out great with the kids in the whole nine yards. Well, the third generation mills sold the store, uh, took over. Third generation mills took over, excuse me. And um, they basically wanted our 3% of our sales, <laughs> okay? And um, so that company that I was working for disbanded. And okay. so I had, you know, I let uh, I had a, let my crew go, which I had a pretty big crew, like 16 workers. I think I had part-timers. I let them all go. And then on a, on a Monday and on a Tuesday, I got laid off. So here we got two kids in diapers and none of us have a job. Wow. And uh, so was living on the farm here. My wife is from Milwaukee, Allison is. And we decided, well, should we, you know, I didn't want to move to the city. Didn't want nothing to do with the city. Okay. Um, so, and I think even though Allison being from the city, she didn't want nothing to do with the city either. So we decided, well, we're going to have to find, I'll find something that I can do here. Okay. Well, with that being said, um, you know, one night in the house, I had some friends over and we started talking about, you know, what am I going to do? You know? Um, and I said, I think I'm going to go back into business where I would never go back into business. And I, was, and I was talking to the guys. I said, I think I'm going to start up a seed company. Because I knew a lot about seed. I was buying seed from um, pretty much some pretty popular brands back in the day. Uh, bigger name companies that are still existing. And one thing I noticed about buying seed was it was it was basically a consistently inconsistent. Okay. So you'd have some years that were good and some years that were bad. Um, so what I ended up doing as I, you know, struggle with that, um, I was blessed to have an ag seed guy that I was really good friends with through the farm. And he put me in, in contact with a, uh, it was basically a, uh, a broker, a seed broker. And that ended up really teaching me a lot about where seeds come, where is it harvested, germ ratios, the whole nine yards. Well, so anyways, I was sitting around the table with the family. I said, I was going to start out with a seed company. And they're like, oh, my God, you'd be perfect. You'd be great at it, you know. And uh, they said, well, what are you going to call it? And I says, 
at the end of our driveway, when these are coming in, there's a little creek. It's a small creek, but it's called Whiskey Creek. That's the name of it. Okay. So I thought, well, I'll just call it Whiskey Creek Seeds. You know, how authentic, right? Yes. Um, and then Allison, she goes, are you nuts? You're not calling it that. you got to come up with something clever. Why don't you call it Horny Buck? And I'm like, I am not. Because every time we go hunting and she goes sit in the tree and she used to see a deer with antlers, it was a Horny Buck because it had horns. That's sure. just what it was. I'm not calling it that because people are going to think of it as a, you know, as a dirty slang. And I said, I, <laughs> I don't want that at all. And then she's like, I'm telling you, you can have fun with this. It could go a lot of different directions. And I'm like, yeah, no, I ain't doing it. So I got up like my normal 3, 4 in the morning, and I went on a computer back then, before the days of smartphones. And I started looking up cartoon characters in the outdoor industry. Okay. Truthful. And uh, believe it or not, everything that back then, back in the 90s, um, was, lack of a better word, I remember it was skull and antlers. You know, that's really what it was. You know, you get into, you know, the 2000s, still the same. There was no cartoon characters. So I went and I called my brother, who's a graphic artist. I called him um, the next morning. I said, hey, are you in the office this morning? He goes, yeah. I said, can I come talk to you? He said, absolutely. So I went over by him, and uh, we sat down, and I says, what do you need? I says, I need you to draw me a caricature. And he says, of what? I said, I'm starting up a seed company, and I want, I want you to draw my mascot. And he started looking at me, kind of smirking. He goes, all right, you got my attention. What are you going to call the seed company? I said, Horny Buck Seed. And he looked at me, he goes, are you serious? And I says, yeah, so I want you to draw us Horny the Buck. Now, mind you, if you look at our deer head, our Horny, um, I grew up during Warner Brothers' time, which was basically Mary Melody, Melody's, whatever it is. Right. Bugs Bunny, Roller yes. Runner, the whole nine yards. And so he uh, did some work, and he started drawing me. And so he had, he created Horny the Buck. Okay. So our buck that's on our bags and our basic logo is Horny the Buck. Wow. That's what it is. So Horny, Horny came to life, and... Uh, it started, um, and we started small, you know, four different blends, which we still have today. And um, I didn't know what direction it was going to go, and we did everything in buckets back in the day, um, one-acre buckets. That's how it started. Okay. Um, most of our stuff was either an acre or half acre. Most of it was an acre. And, and, and it was a tough goal. It was a tough goal, very tough goal. Sure. Um, because, you know, you're trying to get your name out there. But right. I often felt that if we could get a good quality product and people would notice a difference, it would grow. And, um, it, and it did. And it, and it did. It, it first was a clothing line. Everybody wanted our sweatshirts and sure. shirts like crazy, you know? <laughs> um, but it just really took off. It, it really did. And, and, you know, and we've grown a lot, uh, and it, we grow almost grew to the point where it was no fun anymore. Wow. You know, um, uh, so I've kind of what I call re regrouped and reorged, and okay. I, I always tell one thing, people, this, and I mean this wholeheartedly: just because you're a business owner doesn't make you a businessman. So I'm not a money person; don't care about money. I really don't. Um, my passion is helping people grow big deer, that's and perfect. that's what I. And, and the only way you're going to start with that is what are you feeding them? Right. Because I always sit there and say, once you're a food plot and you're farming, and farming sucks. Yes. So you got to make the best of it. 
you right. know, because but the reward is what you can end up killing on your end. Oh, so that's the in a nutshell. Yeah. Honestly, Brad, that's how it really started right there. So, Doug, what does your typical day look like when you get up in the morning? Um, come out into your shop. What what goes on? Um, don't hope people don't think I'm too weird, but um, I'm up every day between three thirty and four thirty, pretty much every morning. Okay, I don't have a alarm clock. I haven't used one in years. It's just a biological clock. There's some mornings I might, if I have a real rough day the day before, I might sleep till five which is sleeping in for me. (laughs) Um, But um, I get up. um, I do my little thing on social media if I need to be. um, Go through my emails. And then I come out in the warehouse. Um, We have kind of grown to the point now where our online sales now are not getting shipped out of this warehouse much anymore at all. Um, Everything is getting shipped out of Iowa. Um, We work with the company that does... Um, uh, all the fulfillments for, for Nexus, which is Scentlock and okay. Blocker and Oz units. And I started working with them and they've been helping us a ton. So they can end up doing a lot of our, our online orders, which is making my life a lot better. Oh, I uh, you know, I, I got a, what I call, I got a life again. Sure. You know, sure. Um, I mean, and, and we're, we're learning each other. So it's a little hitching a giddy up once in a while, but, Absolutely. um, my main thing is, is getting orders out the door the same day and they still do providing, mm-hmm. excuse me, providing if the product and everything is lined up perfectly. Okay. Um, but, um, I just do my average day thing. I take during planting season, my phone can get a little monotonous um, to the point where um, Allison will not let me put my ringer on anymore. <laughs> um, so um, she bought me a Fitbit. Okay. Um, so at least now when I get a phone call, my wrist rings. <laughs> um, and, and, uh, oh, and, but in, in, in all fairness, I built this company on customer service. Okay. Because there is none pretty much anymore. I agree. 100%. There, there, there's just none. Um, so when a person has a question, they may have to leave a message or they may have to text me, but I will call them back. Um, and 90%, probably even more like 95%, I can surely get them in a direction. Um, there might be some things that are like, I have never done it before. And it could be because they're out of state where it's, you know, it's a little different area than we have. Okay. Right. But if there's something that I'm accustomed to, I can go through it and get them in a, in a standard direction. So uh, we have a seasonal business, but deer are a year business. The seed part of it is seasonal. Sure. So um, once fall comes and everybody's in their tree stand watching their plots, all I get is love texts. <laughs> you know, look at what I shot. Look at my plot. Look at this buck in my plot. Nice. I mean, I get people go live or, or what's, what's that, like face crack, live, live feed, live feed sure. and they'll go on and then they'll tag me in it. Or okay. they'll do that live chat thing on your phone with your video chat, whatever. Right. And I'll be sitting in a blind myself and all of a sudden I'm getting a call with a video chat. And I'm like, you hate to answer it, but you don't want to, you know what I mean? Right. You don't want to be mean. You yes. know? And all of a sudden I'll be like, hey, what are you doing? Oh, my God, I'm going to put turn the phone around, watch this buck, you know? And I'll be like, oh, and you're letting that go, you right, know? Right, right. And they're like, oh, yeah, there's a bigger one. And all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, and it's just, and, you know, so I can vicariously live through a lot of our customers. Sure. And it's, 
I think that's honestly what drives me. So right. that makes my life so much better. Absolutely. You know, I always felt that, you know, hunting and growing plots, it's a whole, you know, it's, it, everybody is different. Everybody. Right. Hunting techniques, what you pick to hunt, which we talked about briefly. Right. You know, it, everybody's different yeah you know but like i tell my children which we spoke about earlier you know surround yourself with like-minded people absolutely absolutely and, and then life is easy yeah it is you're, you're not gonna you're not gonna please everybody right but you just need to please yourself and sure. please those that are close to you around you and you'll be fine yeah so but the, on the average day between that and farming you know okay. i got beef cattle and i got to tend to them so it's either feeding or cleaning or you know, uh, yeah. making sure the calves are good or whatever. I do that, you know, go check them every day with the four-wheeler. Hey, how are you guys? How are you girls all doing today? Sure. You know? Sure. Uh, just basic basic farm work, pretty much, on, a, on an average. And that's my day. Doug, what else besides seed do you offer? Well, oh, that's a lot. That's a real loaded question. Um, well, how about the mineral? Let's talk about mineral. Mineral, to me, is just as important than anything you're ever going to plant. Because... Getting growing big deer is going to all start with what they're intaking. Um, and, and I try to actually kind of like talk when I talk to customers, I try to tell them, you're farming deer now. You're not farming cattle. You're not farming hogs. You're farming deer. And how do you raise good deer? You don't own the deer and you don't have the deer penned, mind you. Right. But you are still growing deer. So how do you go about doing it? Well, it's going to all start with my healthy gut proteins, carbs, basically food intake. So the healthier your deer are and the healthier you can get them through the winter, the bigger they're going to be the next year because it's all going to come back down to stress. The higher your stress your animal is on, the more it drags out of them. Okay? So my main goal, back to the mineral, is they take the mineral as they need it. It's low in salt. It's under 20% salt, but it, it's all about the probiotics and it's all about the vitamins that they can utilize. So our, our mineral is formulated basically to keep a 250 pound deer utilized, that they can utilize everything they eat and keep them where they need to be. It helps them with infections. It helps the does to recycle faster. It helps them through when they're going to have their fawns. It's going to go right into their fawns because they're ingesting it, and it's going into their stomach. It's going to go into their colostrum. It helps the, cat, the fawn to be able to have an immune system the minute it suckles on the colostrum. It, it, it's a, the mineral is so crucial, and it's also about growing antlers. Um, right. One thing about, and I, and I got thousands of pictures to prove, the difference in a deer makes from one year to the next to the next. I got customers that send me pictures that honestly blow me away. Wow. And they are just absolutely amazed. Wow. Um, and, they, and we sell a lot of mineral. So, sure. uh, but that is the whole, it's all complete deer nutrition. Right. It's it's a the whole gambit. It's the whole unit. What are they taking in? What are they utilizing? And 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 how is their how are their deer changing? So Absolutely. you know, a good mineral and good protein and good carbs, a well balanced diet and a low stressful diet. In other words, not over hunting. Great place to bed. A good water source. Um, yeah. You can grow some giants on your property. Yeah. Real easy. 
And folks, that brings up uh, another topic that Doug and I are going to cover in a future podcast. Um, we're going to talk about growing big deer. Um, that will be coming up shortly. So I think we're going to end today's podcast. Uh, you've got to learn about Doug and HB Seed. Um, definitely look them up. And I am going to tell you firsthand, if you have a question and you can text Doug, he will get back to you and answer your questions and help you along the way to maybe eliminate some of the failures that we've had with other seed, other products. He can make it a lot easier. Now, granted, we need Mother Nature to cooperate as well, but um, I'm telling you, I've dealt with a lot of other companies, and Doug has helped me out immensely on the properties that I hunt to hold and grow deer. So we're going to end it there today. Doug, how do people get a hold of you online to check out your products or buy products from you? Um, it's uh, hornybuckseed.com. It's H-O-R-N-Y-B-U-C-K-S-E-E-D.com. Or they can email me at Doug at hornybuckseed.com. And they can also call or text. I prefer that you text. Please text me. Um, or you can private message me on Facecrack. That's fine, too. I'm out there. Otherwise, it's just a 920-539-1259. It's my cell number. Yes, I am the only business that has a cell number as their main number. Wow, so awesome. I don't know if that's the smartest thing in the world to do, uh, but but um, I've had people who are in the middle of a plot and planting, <laughs> and they'll text me. I know it's Sunday. I know it's a day of rest. I know you're th- you're day off. I have one quick question. Can I take? Can you call you real quick? And I'll ask my wife for permission, like a good husband should. Sure. Okay. And I will go and call him, and it's usually five six minutes. He just didn't want to mess it up. Right. And you know what? I get it. So you help where you can. Doug, that's customer service to a T right there. Um, you don't get that anywhere else. So uh, thanks for being on the podcast today, Doug. And like I said, uh, listeners, we will be doing another podcast here that will be on in a couple of weeks that will talk about how you can possibly grow bigger deer on your property. So thanks again for listening and subscribe to Their Story Outdoors, please. Thanks very much.